All right, Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, missing on Tuesday. I'm kind of busting at the seams tonight, but we decided to take July 4th off. Probably not going to do it again. I hate taking days off. But anyway, missed a lot. No, actually not too much. But of course, the Biden administration never lets us down. We have another Biden administration first. There's been many firsts at the border, been many firsts overseas, many firsts on the the economy. But the Biden administration never lets you down. There is another first in the White House. First time in my 54 years here on planet Earth, almost 55 years in September. Never seen this before. Never, ever in all the years I've been paying attention to politics since I was 18 years old. Never have seen this before. Even before that, of course, we would have heard about it. So as this has never happened. We have cocaine found in the White House. Here's the initial. Now, now Dan Bongino on this initial tweet is actually responding to the initial reports that it was found that the co- bag, by the way, bag of cocaine, was found in a heavily trafficked available to visitors, in other words, common folk like you and I, the ones that aren't allowed to have walls and guns, common folk area. It was found in that sort of area in the White House. (laughs) Absolutely wrong. But here's Dan Bongino's initial response to that report. There's absolutely zero chance anyone other than a family member, a Biden family member brought that cocaine inside the White House complex. Leave this up for me, Will. Now, I want to just, I want to tell you one thing that's real important. There, are, there is a log of the White House, visitor log of the White House, where one of the most common visitors to the White House is who? Hunter Biden, of course. Now, there is no record, basically, of any of Hunter Biden's visits because they are never actually put on the log in the White House. Very strange, isn't it? Now, on this week, and we'll go over this more in a minute, but we need to remember something. There is not a square inch outside of the residential chamber where this was not found. There is not one square inch except for bathrooms in the residential chamber where there is not. And there'll be, there's, there's, even with the bathrooms, there are entry cameras, exit cameras. So you can tell who goes in and out of bathrooms and everything else. But not one square inch of the White House doesn't have a camera on it. Not one square inch. We need to remember the Secret Service is doing this investigation. Tom, you got to trust the Secret Service. No, 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 no. And I don't trust any of these. I don't trust any of these four-letter, three-letter agencies. I don't trust any of them at all. At all. Secret Service is a four-letter agency. Don't trust. Why? Because they're the ones who covered up Hunter Biden when he was dating Bo Biden's wife at the time, his, his widow. He had an illegal firearm. That's the one, the, uh, the violation of the federal concealed weapons form that he got and that he took pictures of himself that he just got a slap on the wrist for when you and I would be spending three to four years in prison over. The Secret Service, when Bo Biden's widow dumped it in a trash can, a dumpster right outside of an elementary school, it was the Secret Service that went and confiscated that firearm. And we're going to now trust them to conduct this investigation. I know I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir right now that none of you would trust them. But let me just reiterate to everybody, we cannot trust the Secret Service at all. They're part of the Biden administration. You'll have Karine Jean. She'll always be saying, well, you know what? She, we were talking about this in the... Uh, uh, before the show tonight, Karine Jean-Pierre is always referring you, referring the media to herself. If she refer- refers the media to the Department of Justice, the Department of Justice is under the executive branch. Therefore, she is the spokesman for the Department of Justice. She refers the reporters to the Secret Service. The Secret Service is under the purview of the White House. Therefore, she is their spokesman. 
She always says, well, you know, you can see the, the transportation secretary about it, the secretary of state about it, the EPA director, the FBI. This is, they're all under the White House. She should be answering the questions instead of basically referring, to that, referring the reporters to herself. And then she'll always say, well, we've already answered that question. You answered the question by not answering the question. And then you say that you answered the question. That's, that's who the White House is. That's who Creed Jean-Pierre is. That, who, that is what Washington, D.C. is. That's why they couldn't stand Trump. Trump actually went up to the podium and answered questions freely. Every, basically every single day. Answered questions every day. When was the last time Joe Biden? Anybody ever think about this? When was the last time Joe, Joe Biden himself did a, did a press conference? When? I mean, last I checked, it was 60 plus days, and that was 60 days ago. So we're at least at 120 days since Joe Biden has done a press conference. No chance on the second part of Dan Bongino's tweet. No chance that it would make it past. Now, now who is Dan Bongino? Just so everybody knows. Dan Bongino was a Secret Service agent for 10 plus years assigned to the president, assigned to the White House. Guy knows he was signed to both Barack Hussein Obama and George W. Bush, both of them on their presidential detail. I believe he was also assigned at the tail end to the Clinton administration. The man knows the White House. There is no chance that it would make it past the MAG security MAG. I don't know what MAG stands for. You know, Will? I don't know. MAG security checkpoints. I don't know what it stands for. Family by, the family, though, bypasses the security checkpoint. Magnetic, I guess. Magnetic security checkpoints. The family, bypass, the family actually bypasses those. So there's no way that this was not either a cabinet member or a family member because only cabinet members like Mayorkas and, and Javier Bacaria, Bashera, Bacaria under the Biden translation, they're, they're the only ones. So they're only people, the only people that could have brought this cocaine into the White House. And if you saw the pregame, Rich, uh, uh, Rich, Richard Grinnell was actually interviewed by Newsmax, former DNI. He said... That there's only two types of people that could have brought this in. Dan Bongino was on the presidential detail in the White House, says the exact same thing. There are only two categories of people that could have brought cocaine into the White House. That is a family member or a cabinet member because everybody else is basically cavity searched. You can't bring it in. So who brought it in? It's, it's one of his cabinet members or, or Hunter himself or Joe or Jill. It has to be. That's it. Or Kamala. Those are the only people, cabinet members or family members, they're the only people that don't go to the magnetic uh, security checkpoint and are, are, are basically cavity searched. This was not a common area. This is not, they, all, they, always, they always put this out, right? Just, just like uh, Benghazi and every other story, they put out their initial story to see if it, you know, it was caused by a video. It wasn't caused by a video at all, at all in Benghazi. It wasn't related to that at all. All eyes, just like this vaccine will stop transmission infection, never stop transmission infection, was never even tested to see if it stops transmission infection. But yet they put out there, and so this is a heavily traveled area where people who want to do tours of the West Wing, who sign up for tours of the West Wing, all have access. Remember, it was found in a visitor cubby. All freaking lies. Lies. It's amazing that they even try to propagate this. The reason being is, Somebody is going to defend themselves because they're not going to be the one that's left standing when the music stops. Even leftists will eventually defend themselves because they know that their leftist quote-unquote allies will turn on them eventually and hang them out to dry. Unless they all band together, they start to turn on one another. So the Secret Service is actually sort of 
leaking out information right now that the Biden administration is lying. Bullface, and now they're turning the story. And they always act like they didn't initially lie by saying things like Anthony Fauci, where the science changed. Science never changes. It's just a matter of discovering what is truth. And there was no change here. This was never in a visitor section. It was never in a cubby. It was never in a heavily traveled area. It was in a place that was impossible to circumvent outside of being a cabinet member or a family member. So one of the two brought the cocaine into the White House, which we all know basically who brought the cocaine into the White House. Now, even the mainstream media has to report on this. Play it for me, Will. Kelly, the big change is where this was found. And it was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place, than that West Wing reception area. It's still a publicly trafficked, a frequently trafficked place, but it's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. And normal people, just average people, just can't get in there, even with the entry from the Northwest Gate. Well, let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that I have. What we have learned is that there are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that. I know that. But for the benefit of our audience and now the investigation has progressed. And so they're saying the West executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the Situation Room and closer uh, to uh, the Navy mess where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the vice president's vehicle is parked. So, of course, the initial the initial story was a complete fabrication and a complete lie put out by the Biden administration. That's who the Biden administration is. That's who Washington, D.C. is. We were talking about this in the pregame, too, tonight. You know that the Washington, D.C. is number one or number two. It vacillates between what city and oh, Silicon Valley. Aaron was telling yeah. me this. Between Silicon Valley and D.C. are number one and number two in drug use in the nation. Washington, D.C. is a very small area. But it's number one or number two in the nation in drug use. Leads the nation in robberies. Leads the nation in carjackings. Leads the nation in homicides. That's what Washington, D.C. is. A den of these. Yes, listen, I love the Iwo Jima Monument, the Washington Monument, Monument, the Vietnam uh, War Memorial, the Korean War Memorial. I love all of it, though. All of them, Lincoln Memorial. I love all of those things. But that is not Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., is controlled by the leftist, globalist, bourgeois, elitist, elitist out of Beijing and out of Davos, Switzerland. Washington, D.C. is Beijing. Washington, D.C. is the World Economic Forum. It is not what you think it is. It's not what I thought it was three years ago. It is just a den of perverted liars and thieves. That's what it is. Now, here's the initial. This was an audio recording, Space Cowboy video breaking. Audio recording, hazmat team finding cocaine at the Biden Biden White House. Now, listen to this. They say in the video, I believe that this is up for interpretation. Make it as loud as you can for the audience, Aaron. Up for interpretation. I believe that they said they found it in the library which was just backed up by the MSNBC report, which said it was found right next to the Situation Room. So in the room where they decide whether to launch a nuclear, a nuclear <laughs> uh, missile strike, you have cocaine. In the room where they decide heavy-duty economic and migration policies, you have cocaine. That's the Biden administration. First time in history there's ever been cocaine found in the White House. And where was it found? Play it for me, Will. Repeat, I didn't copy results on the Gemini. Gemini's results are a new match found with a red bar. New match found in the library. We'll be heading back. Come on up. That's the record has that. We have a 
Resolve and assimilate. We have a yellow bar stating cocaine, hydrochloride. Pass number 53-21-4. So that's what I hear in there. They found it in the library. It's up for interpretation. But the first time in history you've ever had a hazmat team respond to the White House to take possession of, to, take, to put into custody <laughs> cocaine in the White That's the Biden administration. Many, many firsts. You had the transgender topless man on the White House lawn. That, that was the first. We had that. Okay, Dylan Mulvaney, a, a transgender activist, meeting with Joe Biden. We, we had all that. So many, many, you know, 13 American soldiers killed at the Abbey Gate when they were warned 12 hours in advance that it was going to happen. That's the first time that's ever happened. Drone strikes where you're killing one member of 10, one family of 10 after another while you claim that you're killing Islamic terrorists. First times, lots of first times. First time we've ever had 250,000 people a month crossing the southern border unfettered. First time, lots of Biden first. Highest gas prices in 50 years, highest inflation in 50 years. Lots of firsts for the Biden administration. On to, on to the pervert section of the show here. Dr. Anastasia Maria Lopez video, Riley Gaines is calling out normalizing pedophilia. Brand new video. Listen to this and we're going to tie it to other things. Play it for me. The longest time I refrained from posting on TikTok, um, I'm the swimmer who competed against Leah Thomas, who has been outspoken on why men should not be competing in women's sports or changing in our locker rooms. But after what I saw today on Twitter, I will be blasting my opinions and my views on all of my social media platforms because this is sick. And I think a true testament of where, as Americans, we are today. Okay, so I came across this picture yesterday on Twitter, which is very clearly a man who is claiming the identity of a woman and breastfeeding a child. After seeing that picture, I very quickly took to my Twitter to call that what it is, which is sexual abuse of a child. But I didn't realize to what degree until I saw this. In the following photos, you will see the same man who was breastfeeding the child actively using nipple clamps to fulfill his sexual fetish. Here is another one. And here is another one. And here is the Instagram caption from the same man on his Instagram profile where he wanted to check on how hard you can tug on the nipple clamps. So I guess what I'm wondering is how can any sane human being see this man posing with this child, obviously sucking on his nipple, now seeing what he engages in privately and not see this baby as an erotic prop for this man with a sick fetish. It is sexual abuse of a child, bottom line. And all of this to say that in America, we are normalizing pedophilia. Um, let me repeat that. We are normalizing pedophilia. And we're normalizing this behavior in the guise of human rights. But sexual abuse is not a human right for anyone. I hate to even be spreading this message, but I think people need to see it. Um, it's up to us to stand up against evil, which is exactly what this is. This is a battle of moral versus evil. The smirk on this man's face says it all. Just a couple of things on this. First of all, he's not breastfeeding. He's having his nipple sucked. Because in, it's incapable. He is incapable of feeding the child. He has no milk. Why do we even need to discuss this in America? Yeah. He has no milk. So he is sexually 
pleasuring himself, having a less than six-month year, which is a capital freaking felony, suck on his nipples. That is a crime. That is 30 years in prison minimum sexually abusing an infant child. Why on earth is this ever being put up with? What state is he in and where is the attorney general criminally charged? You have the video. He's proudly posting pictures of himself having a infant child suck on his nipple for sexual pleasure. That's exactly what's happening. Why is he not being criminally charged? And again, with all of this transgenderism, believe me, the, the more simplistic surface level part of transgenderism is that they're trying to usher you in to ped- usher our society into pedophilia. That is absolutely true. That is the transgender movement. If you just wanted to be a guy dressed as a girl, you'd go and just dress as a girl and live in your own culture. You wouldn't be putting on drag queen story hours for eight-year-olds and twerking your taped-up penis in front of an eight-year-old girl's face. Exactly. You wouldn't be doing that if that if you were just interested and you just wanted to dress up as a girl and have everybody call you Tina when your name is Tom, then you just do it on your own and have your own little friend circuit that you hang around and maybe you just take, take pictures of each other's taped up penises. I don't know. But it's always, they're always including small children because they are slowly, but it's not even, I can't even say slow anymore because this was not even an issue at the beginning of COVID. It's become this huge thing now where all these people are gaining, these, are gaining all sorts of rights. And they're always claiming that there's, there's a transgender genocide going on. Again, see now that's the perfect launch into what I want to tell you. It's just like COVID-19. COVID-19, this bubonic plague with a 0.1% death rate. Transgender genocide. Where? Where, where are all the dead transgender people? Where are, where are the videos of the white supremacist terrorists killing transgenderists? Where, where, where are all the videos of this? There isn't any. So it's an illusion of a genocide, an illusion of a pandemic used to usher in totalitarianism, which again is the one world globalist agenda. The agenda of the globalist, the bourgeois leftist elitist, is to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them. They use transgenderism to do it. Do you think Xi Jinping actually believes in transgenderism? You believe Klaus Schwab, whose dad was a Nazi, actually believes in transgenderists? They would have brought transgender activists to the gas chambers. That's what they really believe and what they will do. But right now, they can use them to leverage you, to force you into a controlled behavior. You will acknowledge this. You will put on a mask. You will call a girl a guy and a guy a girl. You will take five vaccines. You will sign up for CBDC currency. You'll have no access to anything in life. That's, the, that's what they're doing. That's all transgenderism is about. It's also now the smaller part, what I call a tributary of the river, is also to usher kids into their sexual activities, which that man is doing. Now, who was that man? Hey, Aaron, see if you can grab a pic of that man. If you can grab them for me. Because I just want to reiterate who it is. I should have told you to do it before. If you can't, just don't worry about it. If I move on, we'll move on. But that man who was nipple clamping, who who actually puts out videos of himself nipple clamping and actually pleasuring himself sexually through his own nipples and then puts out a picture of a, looks like a three or four month old child sucking on his nipples for his own sexual pleasure. Who is that man? Well, who he is is, this is again from, Dr. Anastasia Maria Lopez, and the guy, this guy in the video, is an advisor to the UK government. There he is, right there. That man who has no milk in his boobies, none, sexually pleasuring himself with this child, 
who is Mr. Nipple. So if he was a foot fetish, he'd have that kid sucking on his toes. But he's, a, he's got a nipple fetish, so he's got the kid sucking on his nipple. Net can't impossible for him to be feeding. This guy is an advisor to the U- United Kingdom, to Great Britain's government. That guy, that guy right there. He's an advisor to their government, which leads me to the next video. Andrew Brigham video, he's an actual hero. Ant, you know, anti-COVID vaxxer. Speaks the truth about the vaccine. Speaks the truth about COVID. Speaking the truth now, because again, if you are pro-vaccine, pro-COVID vaccine, you're probably pro-transgender because you're that stupid. If you, if you pimped and hoard vaccines, pimped and hoard masks, pimped and hoard closures, pimped and hoard lockdowns, pimped and hoard standing six feet apart, pimped and hoard alcohol gel stations, then you are probably pro-transgender. Or if you're a Christian, you claim not to be, but you want to be inclusive and you want to be accommodating, which is all part of the lie also. So this guy, it was the nipple clamper, that's going to be his name for now on the nipple clamper. He is an advisor to the UK government, to the UK government. Andrew Biggin video. This is about the transgender movement, what's actually happening inside of UK schools. I have been informed by former colleagues in the conservative party that their whips office warned them not to vote for my child protection bill, which brings us up. Even with Great Britain's the same, same exact uh, political situation as the United States. They have a Tory party, which is their Republican party, and nobody's conservative in the conservative party. But here's Brigham actually talking about, remember, keep in mind, nipple clamp man, he's an advisor to this government. So this guy pleasuring himself, having a child suck on his nipples and clamping his nipples with metal objects and tugging on them as hard as he can and testing the limits of that tugging, he advises the UK government. Play the video for me, Will. And if it were at all possible, Madam Deputy Speaker, it gets much worse. The public are rightly shocked when they learn just how graphic and extensive sex education lessons have become in our schools. Five-year-olds are being taught to identify different genitalia in class. Nowhere in the guidance on sex education lessons does the Department of Education discuss teaching nine-year-old children about masturbation or witnessing witnessing dolls simulate sex acts. Eleven to twelve-year-olds being taught that they can feel pleasure from anal or oral sex. Does this depravity know no bounds? Not only are these uh, topics being broached, they're also being encouraging prepubescent children to explore their own bodies in this manner. This borders on, the, on criminality. When, have, when adults are suggesting that children as young as eight should engage in adult activities. See, now you wonder why in the UK they've become so perverted. They have that guy as an advisor to their government. It's already illegal in Canada, and really it's illegal in the UK too. They're kind of dancing around it. To, say, to call somebody by the wrong pronoun. It's already legal. You'd be arrested for it. Be arrested for offensive speech and everything else. But if you wonder why they've gotten so perverted, because that's, where that's who their advisors are. And remember, too, all these people are under the umbrella of the UN. And the UN has put out their latest sort of statutory uh, request, what they want to make legal around the world. And remember, people like Jack Smith, who are persecuting through prosecution. Donald Trump used to work at The Hague, which is the police force for the United Nations. Always remember who these people are. Also work for Lois Lerner and persecuting Tea Party members. Remember who all these people are. They're all the Lisa Monaco, same thing, used to work for the same outfits. That's number two in the Justice Department under Mayor Garland is Lisa Monaco, who also worked in the, in the Enron fraud, all of that. I mean, just remember exactly who these corrupt individuals are, all under Andrew Weissman. 
Andrew Weissman, who was Mueller's pit bull, his number two was Lisa Monaco, who's now number two at the at the DOJ. Just remember who all these people are, because they're all just corrupt globalists who do not look at the United States as a sovereign nation. They look at the United States as a globalist state governed by a globalist entity. That's who they are. These people are treasonous. And I mean, I didn't I, listen. I actually spent a couple years avoiding the word treason, but these people are treasonous. They are, I mean, if you look at Joe Biden and all the bribes that, got, that he's gotten, listen, it is treason. They don't, they don't investigate crimes. Lisa Monaco is not investigating, I mean, obvious Biden bribes. Merrick Garland is not, is not investigating obvious Biden bribes. There's audio recordings of these things. Nobody's going to actually, they're never going to, just like they didn't find the SCOTUS leaker, they're not going to find the cocaine possessor. It's going to be, it's just basically going to be impossible. There's cameras everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. You can document Everybody who came went in, went in, in and out of that room. And there's a camera in the room where the cocaine was found. Just remember, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I just, I can't help it. So I just had to put this one out here too. DC Drano tweet, Logan O'Hanley. Media won't talk about this, so we will. Just, I mean, remember, there's allegedly this trans genocide going on. All these trans people being gunned down in the streets, attacked in the streets with baseball bats. Where? Send me the videos. I'll put them on the show. I promise you, if you're a transgender activist right now, send me video. Prove it to me. Send me video. Send me pics. Unedited pics, unedited videos, unphotoshopped pics. What would you call it? edited video, Aaron? I can't remember what it would be called. I don't know. I, don't, I like to use the proper technological verbiage, but since I'm a techno idiot, I can't. But un- just send me unedited vo- footage. I'll put it on the show yeah. of all the white supremacist terrorists attacking transgender people. I just want to see it. I'll put it on the show, but there hasn't been. I'm, I'm trying to think of one transgender murder this year. I don't know. Who's the number one killer of transgender people? Does anybody know? Uh, that would be black men receiving oral sex from transgender men. <laughs> Pax! Where do you get that from, Tom? FBI, UCR statistics. So the only people that are actually killing transgender people are killing transgender prostitutes. That's it, which, by the way, that's a, that you have a big, you have a very, you have a higher, much higher chance of dying as a prostitute than most other professions, if you want to call it that. So here, just here's the real truth about what's going on. Is there a transgender, gender, transgender genocide going on? Hard to say that word. Is, is there? No, well, there is in that transgenders are committing genocides. Yeah. We got that going on. Yeah. So here it is. Here's another one. You know, it's not being reported. Hasn't reported since the, the Covenant School in Nashville. Transgender shooter was arrested on Monday after shooting and killing five people and injuring two children in Philadelphia. Of course, it gets covered up by, because Philadelphia is a bastion of leftism. T- time to start having a national dialogue on trans mass shooters that target children. You need to have a mass dialogue about all the violence that's going on. By the way, all the violence that's going on is not us. Let me, you hear me say this every show, but Joe Biden and Christopher Ray have both espoused that the number one threat to America... The number one most violent entity in America is the white supremacist terrorist. I'm trying to think of one white supremacist terrorist activity that's taken place in the last five, 10 years. Where? And even the ones that were, like Timothy McVeigh, I mean, you could trace them back really to the, to the federal government even, but I won't go there tonight. So the transgender genocide is occurring, but it's being committed by transgenders against non-transgender people. That's what's happening. I mean, I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to remember all the stats because I had a list of them. But basically, just, just for real ease of conversation, 75 to 80% of the last several mass shootings have been by transgender people. Just so you know, 
That that's really what's happening. These people are violent. They cannot be trusted. Listen, they're demonic. They're pushing an agenda that doesn't sit well with their own soul. So these are just craven people, and this is what's happening. So that's the real truth that nobody's reporting on. All right, taking another right-hand turn. Canico, the great video. Now we're going to Ukraine. You're like, Tom, you're all over the place. I know, go ahead and cover, try to cover everything. So we got to Ukraine right now, and basically Russia has accused the Ukraine of trying to sabotage a nuclear power plant. I'm trying, I, I mean, I'm never going to be able to pronounce this word, but it's the Zippor is Hazaya nuclear power plant. We'll just call it Zippor. Zippor nuclear power plant. You can look it up for yourself. It's Z-A-P-O-R-I-Z-H-Z-H-I-A. Good luck. Anybody want to try? Even Aaron couldn't pull it off, and he most of the time could probably pull it off. Man, I can give, he can give it a shot if he wants. But we'll just call it the Zippor nuclear power plant for the sake of, for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of my brain. So both Ukraine and Russia have accused each other of trying to blow up Russia's nuclear power plant. Now, let's ask this question. Why would Russia, who's guarding it, <laughs> yeah see here we go again i mean <laughs> see i these conversations are actually difficult for me to have you want to have a, a a a coherent discussion about economics where you could have a little bit of play this way and a little bit of play that way and some honest to goodness debate fine but if you want to talk about fully penis men calling themselves women i i really don't know what to say you want to say that it's an even steven ufc uh, mma match between a fully grown man and a woman, okay, this is, what am I going to, there's no way to have a coherent conversation with an idiot that, that lives at that, in that level of stupidity. There's really no way to have a conversation. Well, just so you know, the Ukrainian government, it lives at that level of stupidity. And everybody that supports them, that's supporting. Remember, we're going to all go fight for democracy in Ukraine. Fight for democracy. We're going to go fight for democracy in a country that's not a democracy? He just canceled their elections. So what has he canceled so far? So we look, he's canceled, in other words, arrested all opposition media and all opposition political parties to Zelensky. No longer exist. So if you're in America and you've got the Republican Party, Democratic Party, Independent Party, Conservative Party, Green Party, whatever it may be, those are all gone now for the Democratic Party, which of course is the Democratic Party dream, which is why the Democrats support totalitarianism until it turns on them, which it inevitably will. So he's canceled all opposition media all opposition political parties, and canceled the upcoming election. Canceled it. Well, he did that because there's a war going on. Oh, really? Did we cancel elections in America when there's wars going on? Yeah, you don't do that, which Joe Biden will gladly do. Probably part of the plan. Well, we can't, we can't bother with the election right now. It's, it, there's just too much, you know, life and death stuff going on. Just like we couldn't have a fair and, a fair and free election in 2020 because it's just too much. You got the bubonic plague out there with its 0.1% death rate. Less than the flu. Can't have a, you, everyone's got to stay home. You cannot vote in person. We're going to have mass mail-in balloting. We're going to have uh, you know, un, unchecked ballots, no signature verification, no ID, no, no ID requirement uh, ballots, everything. Because you know, nobody can show up in person because you could die from a 0.1% death rate. So you can't have that because there's just too many life and death things going on. That's always, that's always what they do. Cause the problem or just say that there's a problem that doesn't, doesn't really exist, i.e. climate change, and then, and then bring in their totalitarian solutions. That's what they always do. Well, that's what Zelensky's done. No oppo parties anymore. No, there's one TV station in Ukraine, and it's pro-Zelensky. And now no elections. But we're all going to go fight in Ukraine for a democracy that doesn't exist. 
We're all going to stop transmission and infection using a vaccine and stop transmission and infection. Same logic over and over again. It's, and that logic is illogical, nonsensical, therefore it's nefarious. But let me just set up this, this whole discussion. So let me, I, I, I digress. So you have the Zippor nuclear power plant that's under Russian control. Keep that in mind. There are Russian soldiers by the hundreds around it. But Zelensky comes out and does a video saying that Russia is going to blow it up. So they're going to blow up and contaminate their own people that's guarded by hundreds of their soldiers and blow them up to for what purpose? But yet the media buys into it. And then, of course, what Russia is saying is, no, 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 Ukraine wants to blow it up. Now, why would Ukraine want to blow up this nuclear power plant? Very easy. Lindsey Graham and Richard Blumenthal, Vietnam liar, they told us why Ukraine would want to blow this up. Play for me, Will. We're introducing a resolution today, since the Senate resolution that says that if Russia or Belarus or a proxy of Russia explodes a nuclear device inside of Ukraine to um, stop the counteroffensive or to try to break the will of the Ukrainian people, such an attack should be considered an attack on NATO itself. Where the- There it is. That's the Now listen, I'm going to just state this real quick. Whenever you are in agreement with Richard Blumenthal, that means you are a globalist, leftist, baby-butchering, bourgeois, elitist, gun-grabbing hack. And that's who Lindsey Graham is, just so you know. So here he says, now, if if Russia dares explode a nuclear weapon inside of Ukraine, which they're never going to do, he's setting this precedent so that he can start World War III because he thinks, Lindsey Graham thinks, he's going to move into a bunker, survive it, Live a life of luxury, come out, and the world, I guess, is just going to be, all of us peasants will be gone, and he'll be finally able to live his life. And what's amazing to me with all these people is that they're all in their 70s, or even late 70s, like Klaus Schwab and uh, Xi Jinping, uh, with the exception of people like uh, Justin Trudeau's got many years left, Joe Biden, uh, Bill Gates, trying to think of all the others, all the others I can't think of right now, but all of these people... They think they're going to live forever. They, they're trying to get all this stuff installed now. Well, even if you get it done now, you still only got a few years left. What's the point? But Lindsey Graham is because he is a basically a puppet for the industrial war complex, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, and everything else. It's just, I mean, you can, you can deep dive heavy duty into this stuff when it comes to like uh, JFK's death and who actually was behind all that, which I don't have time to get into now. I'd love to, but I don't have time. But who actually, what, what are the motivations behind all these people wanting to keep, keep us in perpetual war? Well, there's lots of malfeasance that needs to be covered up in Ukraine. You got to burn Ukraine to the ground because they have all the records about the Biden malfeasance, the, the Romney malfeasance, the, the Pelosi malfeasance, the Hunter Biden malfeasance, the Ro, Rosemont Seneca malfeasance, the Metabiota malfeasance, the Pravda Bank malfeasance. There's just one thing after another, Prisma malfeasance, all of it. They have to burn it to the ground because they know. Zelensky knows. They, Zelensky, you know Zelensky's calling Biden on a regular basis. Listen, send us another million. As a matter of fact, act like you lost 6.2 million. Send that directly to me. Act like you lost 6.2 billion. And I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll keep the Pravda Bank data and the Burisma data. We'll keep that classified for another couple of years for you. But make sure you keep the billions rolling. You know that's what he's doing. The guy's a complete fraud anyway. He's simply an actor. 
So why on earth would you have Richard Blumenthal and Lindsey Graham saying, you know what, if there's a, basically, if there's a nuclear explosion inside of Ukraine, basically saying, if there's a nuclear explosion in any way, shape, or form related to this war, it is an act of aggression against NATO. So they set the table. It's very weird timing because that came out about a week ago. And then lo and behold, late last week or early this week, I'm letting the dates on it. No, this week. Okay, so it came out this week. So you had that set last week. Oh, you know, it's just like Steve Bannon says, there are no conspiracies, but there are no coincidences. So you have Blumenthal and Graham set the table last week for Zelensky to come out and do this this week. Put up for me, Will Canico, the great tweet, and then I'll play the video. Yesterday, President Zelensky accused Russia of planting explosions on the Sapor nuclear power plant, which Russia troops occupy. <laughs> it, is re- it is responsibility. So it's in Ukraine. It is responsibility of everyone. Again, that goes right with the Blumenthal, Lindsey Graham narrative. If they dare explode any nuclear weapons inside of Ukraine, it's an act of war against the United States of America. Basically, they said NATO, but that's what they mean. Yeah. It's the responsibility of everyone in the world to stop it. No one can stand aside as radiation affects everyone. Why would Russia blow up an area they occupy? Why would they blow? Remember, again, this goes back, and I don't mean to digress too far, but this goes back into Nord Stream, the Nord Stream pipeline, where Russia blows up its entire income source to Germany. Multi-hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars that they receive as Germany's primary source of natural gas and fuel, which was going through the Nord Stream pipeline. Russia blows up its own pipeline? I mean, think about how galactically stupid you have to believe have to be to believe that. That they're going to blow up. They'll be like us blowing up the uh, XL pipeline that was supposed to be built. Or, or the Alaskan pipeline. Or the pipeline from Canada to the United States. Just blow it up. Why would you blow it up? Why would, why would Canada blow up its own pipeline? But yet, yet that was, again, it's just like the Hunter, well, I'm saying Hunter Biden cocaine. <laughs> the White House cocaine incident, they put out the initial lie. The initial lie was Russia blew up its own pipeline. Then, like, they knew that wasn't going to come. It was, it was great reporting. On, I can't remember the guy's name, or I'd give him due credit. Great reporting on how that's impossible for Russia to have done it, and that there's only one Navy on the planet that's capable of doing it, and that would be us. And then it came out that Ukraine blew it up. So everyone, I mean, it's amazing to me how you can possibly be a leftist. I can understand you being a centrist, but I, and even that's stupid because you need to take sides because if you're Sweden, you're just conquered. But I can understand if you want to be a centrist and just go, you know, I'm just not going to care about any of this stuff. Fine, I understand that. Basically just disengaging from it, I understand that. But how you could be a leftist is truly amazing to me. To see your own side proffer one lie after another, Know that, it's, know that they're going to change their story over and over again. And then believe in these people that they're for the greater good. You cannot usher in the greater good by lying. It's impossible. If your narrative or your agenda needs lies to usher in, that means your narrative and agenda sucks. That's what it means. Yep. You don't, if, you don't, if you have to lie to usher in your agenda, your agenda sucks. And that's what they're doing. So they say Russia blows up the Nord Stream pipeline. And then they say, oh, wait, Ukraine blew it up. Now, how, now, again, this is the example that I always use. What did Ukraine do? Grab a couple of its untrained soldiers. And un- they don't have a Navy. How'd they get out there? Explain to me how they got out there. I mean, this thing's deep, hundreds of feet deep into the ocean. There's only one Navy on the planet. Even, even the most technologically advanced Navy in, in the world, which is China's, not ours. But we're still up on them on this. Even China can't get down there and do it. Only we could do it. 
which, by the way, was the biggest ecological disaster in world history and was undocumented by John Kerry, climate, climate change activist extraordinaire. Undocumented, he doesn't even mention it. Strange, isn't it? Because it doesn't politically benefit him. Of course, not politically expedient for him. So what did, what did the Ukraine, did they grab a couple guys out of Kiev, grab a Boston whaler, and go out there in their scuba suits and go down below, down, below up the Nord Stream pipeline? Where's the video footage? Got to be, by the way, that entire area is under satellite surveillance. They could easily see it. Lo and behold, we don't get to see that, do we? Weird, isn't it? We wear all the peasants, that's why. I want full transparency all the time. From the CIA, from the FBI, from the State Department, everybody. Because they're all a bunch of globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist, baby butchering, gun grabbing, just absolute demonic people. That's who they are. I want full transparency. So here's Zelensky actually purporting, is actually propagating that Russia is going to blow up a nuclear power plant that they are occupying. He actually has the nerve, has the audacity to put this out on, on worldwide global news. Play for me, Will. Інцидентів. Сьогодні рівно 16 місяців, як російські військові повністю контролюють територію. So Russia's owned that nuclear power plant for 16 months and now they're going to blow it up? You have to be a bold-faced idiot to believe that. Just like, say, so Russia blows up the Nord Stream, then Russia blows up their own Nord Stream pipeline, costing themselves hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars in income. And then blows up their own dam, which, which gives hydroelectric power and water to Crimea, which is under Russian control, which is now Russian territory. But they're going to blow up their own dam, too. And then they're now going to blow up their own nuclear, uh, nuclear power plant. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? No, it doesn't make any sense. That's the globalist left. That's the Democratic Party. That is Lindsey Graham. That's Mitch, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitch McConnell. John Cornyn, Rob Portman, that's all those people. They are not Republicans. They're not even rhinos. They're not Republicans in name only. They are Democratic Party plants. They're Democratic Party plants put there to fool you into believing that people are in Washington, D.C. fighting on your behalf. They're not there for that. They say one thing on the campaign trail, go to Washington and legislate as a left winger. That's what they do. All right, where the heck am I at? Oh, good. Love this guy. This is uh, retired uh, Colonel Richard McGregor. Now, that, I'm not, I don't agree necessarily with every last thing he's been. What, I agree with all of his tactical analysis, but I don't agree with his end game. He thinks it's all everything's going to be over in four months. There's never going to be a 2024 election, which I don't agree with. I never go. I never go that way. I be, I'm always believing. Thanks be thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Second Corinthians two fourteen. So I'm always believing for winning. But here's a good analysis on Ukraine. This is on the PBD podcast, and he starts off talking about Trump. He disrupted the money flow. The money flow from DC. Remember how this works. This is how it always works. 
This is our country. This is what's real. Can we change it? Yes. It's just an acting law through the legislative process. But this is how everything works, just so you know. And I'll use the Planned Parenthood example, as I always do. But you can throw Raytheon in there. You can throw Lockheed Martin in there. Catholic Charity Services. You can throw all of that in there. What happens is, is that these, these, uh, these NGOs, non-government organizations, they receive money from the federal government. Now, some of them aren't, they don't class, they're not classified as NGOs. You know, like the, you know, the Patriot Front, I guarantee you, sits under the umbrella of an NGO. They receive all this money from both Democrats and Democrat shill Republicans. They receive, a Planned Parenthood example, they receive a minimum of $600 million a year from your tax dollars. Of that $600 million, they spend it, kill as many babies as they possibly can. 1.2 to 2 million babies per year are killed in the United States alone. 41 to 60 million worldwide per year. They talk about COVID? The total COVID right now. I, 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 talk, I know I talk about this all the time, but it just drives me nuts. The best the World Health Organization can do that's funded by hundreds of billions of dollars, the best they can figure out as far as how many people died of COVID is 5 to 18 million. They can't get any closer than $13 million differential, 13 million person differential. They can't do that. Can't do any better than that. So what happens is, is that Planned Parenthood receives $600 million per year and then funnels it back into the Democratic Party to, so that they can elect more Democrats to give them their money. Same thing happens with Catholic charity services down on the border that are basically just sending bus loads, plane loads of undocumented immigrants in the United States Every, every month, about 150 to 250,000 per month. So they get all, these, all, all this money to administrate this mass invasion and then funnel the money back to the Democratic Party. But everybody gets rich in the process. They don't funnel it all back. If they receive 100 million, they send back 10 million to the Democratic Party to elect Democrats that are gonna send them next year's 100 million. That's all that's happening. Trump put an end to that as far as the military industrial complex was involved. He's like, no more wars. They don't like when there's no more wars. They don't care how many Americans die. They don't care about all the, all the families that are now sunless. They don't care about the, the soldiers that are paralyzed or lost their legs or their arms or any other sort of uh, infirmity for life. They don't care about that. They get no money for nothing. They get to go to the VA for the rest of their life and be treated just, just in an abominable fashion. They don't care about any of that. They care. So what the Democrats endlessly do is create new wars. And so do the Republicans like Lindsey Graham, who aren't Republicans. They're Democratic Party plants. They create one new war after another. And then all that money goes to Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, Honeywell. And then Honeywell, Lockheed Martin, and Raytheon funds the Democratic Party and Republican shills. Also, they have and there's an endless stream from Raytheon's board, Lockheed Martin's board, Honeywell's board, and any other you want to name, where you have on their board at this time, let's just say Lloyd Austin. Lloyd Austin's now the defense secretary. So you had Lloyd Austin. Where was he at prior to be, being nominated as secretary of defense? He was on the board of Raytheon. So in, before he was on the board of Raytheon, he worked for the DOD securing multi-billion dollar contracts for what company? Can anybody guess? Raytheon. Oh, that would be Raytheon. <laughs> so he, while he's working for the DOD, he secures multi-billion dollar uh, contracts for Raytheon 
retires from the DOD or quits on the DOD when Trump becomes president, quits it. And then he gets a board, he gets to be a member of the board of Raytheon making millions of dollars per year probably. And then Biden comes in and now he's the defense secretary securing multi-billion dollar contracts for, can anybody guess? Oh, that would be Honeywell or Raytheon again. That's yep. what they do. This, that's the reality of the United States of America. If you want to believe it's Iwo Jima Memorial, if you want to believe it's the Vietnam War Memorial, the Korean War Memorial, the Washington Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial, whatever, you want to believe all those, you can, but it's not reality. That's gone. This country is lost, but it doesn't mean it has to stay lost. But see, Trump disrupted the money flow. Here's Mary Gregor. Play it for me, Will. How do we get there if we're stupid? If we're stupid and we try to engage the Russians conventionally, we'll lose. If there's one thing the Russians can handle, it's conventional warfare. You've already seen that in Ukraine. They can defeat us conventionally. We don't have enough forces to send. We don't have enough troops on active duty. If we try to suddenly mobilize and send someone across the Atlantic, we're going to encounter an, a huge Russian submarine fleet, which will sink everything that tries to cross the Atlantic. We will have no support out of anyone in Northeast Asia. The Koreans, the Japanese, nobody wants to be part of this war. So if you think you're going to have a back door into Russia across the Pacific, you've lost your mind. So if we engage them in conventional terms, we will lose. And we don't want to do that. In other words, let's not, let's not push that envelope. But that means that you have to recognize two things. First of all, in Europe, these borders have changed dozens of times over a thousand years. Everybody looks at, at this border that constitutes the current Ukrainian construct and says, oh, well, that can never change. It's absurd. It never made any sense when Lenin created it because the Ukrainians lived primarily west of the Dnieper and a little bit to the east to the very northern edge of white Russia. That's it. And this thing called Ukraine, Ukraina, which means on the edge or the margin or something, had been ruled by the Duchy of Lithuania, then the Kingdom of Poland, then the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth for hundreds of years. And ownership passed back and forth with Russia because the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth fell apart largely on its own. My point is that we, we are imputing a, a degree of legitimacy to these borders that was never there. And that was Putin's speech that he gave months ago, long before the war, saying, look, these borders don't make any sense because you've got all these Russians in the East Brzezinski, when he was alive, pointed to that and said, that's dangerous. We need to sit down and talk with the Russians and fix this problem because otherwise the presence of all of these Russians in eastern Ukraine is going to end up being a catalyst for war. Now, we thought we, thought we could get the Ukrainians to maintain a quote-unquote multinational, multicultural state where these people would be accepted and could live as co-equals. This is the Minsk Accords that you said. Yes, Later yeah. people said, no, we were lying. Yeah. But the truth is, in Europe, how well have multinational, multilingual, multicultural states worked? Well, not so good. You know, the Soviet Union fell apart instantly. And what do you have now? Multiple nations. Uh, Yugoslavia fell apart very rapidly. You have multiple nations. Czechoslovakia fell apart instantly because Czechs and Slovaks didn't want to live together. This is the history of Europe. And historically... We do not belong in Ukraine in any way, shape, or form. It's a battle that's not ours. So we got to go there and fight for democracy. I've already outlined to you that, that the Ukraine is not a democracy. It's an authoritarian dictatorship under Volodymyr Zelensky. He's a multi-billionaire. 
That's what Ukraine is. Drawn up the Ukrainian border. Now, of course, Joe Biden doesn't give two craps about the southern border of the United States, but he has to, but he will strictly abide by Vladimir Lenin's border. That was the Ukraine border. And other Ukraine means the edge it was actually drawn by, by, by Vladimir Lenin. By Lenin. Was it Vladimir Lenin? Am I getting the right? Well, it was Lenin. I can't remember his first name. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, double check that for me so I don't sound like an idiot and I can fix it before the podcast is over. Don't want to sound like an idiot any more than I have to. Yeah, you're right. Am I right? Vladimir yeah. Lenin? Good. So it's actually drawn up by Lenin. It doesn't work. And listen, if Slavic people want to fight, let them fight. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Whether it's Kosovo versus Bosnia, it doesn't matter. Czechoslovakia, Czechs fighting Slovaks, it doesn't matter. We're not, we have no business there. They don't want us there. Believe me, the Russians don't want us there. And Ukraine, if you talk to a real Ukrainian citizen, they don't want us there. It's like they don't want us in any of the Middle East wars either. They're all a waste of time. They're going to fight for forever. It is what it is. Stay out of it. And then one of the most important parts of that video that Colonel McGregor actually put out was that if we were to engage Russia in a ground war that we would lose. Now, that's blasphemy to a lot of people. It's only blasphemy to the uninformed. If you honestly believe that we are capable of fighting Russia on the ground and winning outside of a nuclear war, which nobody wins, you've lost your mind. If you think that we can engage Russia, where they'll just, listen, they don't, we have an, a standing army of hundreds of thousands, and I'm including uh, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard of hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands. They have millions. And so do the Chinese, yeah. ready to roll. We have some things that are better than Russia, but we've lost all of you. Look, I invite everybody, walk, go to that podcast, PBD podcast, excellent podcast out of Southern Florida. I mean, really, really good podcast. If you listen to that entire interview, you will find out we've given away every tactical advantage that we had during the Gulf Wars. I've got a golf, well, what I call golf, the Gulf Wars. Afghanistan and Iraq. Got a Gulf War veteran right here in the studio. That's Will. You hear me say Will all the time. Put the camera on so everybody can see Will. So there he is. There's Will. That's the guy giving that that uh, that right there. There you go. That's Will. <laughs> so we have all the tactical advantages that we had, the military advantages, the weaponry advantages that we had during the Gulf Wars, both in the 90s and, the, and in 2000 uh, and in 2001, early 90s, 2001, 10 years apart, are all in China now. It's over. Just so you know. Remember, remember those days, Will, you might remember some of this, where you'd have Iraqi soldiers, they would spend the night in their tanks because they spent their whole life fighting the Iranians. You, were, you could sleep in your tanks safely at night. Uh, not when you're fighting the Americans. You're done. So they were all killed overnight. Listen, all the, tat, I'm not, not talking specifically about that weapon system, I'm just telling you, all those weapon systems were given away by the Clinton administration by Chinese subversion into the United States, Chinese, you know, the, the, the Confucius Institute. We had money flowing from the Democratic Party and shill Republicans into the, basically the Chinese government through shell organizations. <laughs> Anything with Chinese in it is the PLA. We had our Harvard professors arrested for basically espionage with the Chinese government. Come on. I mean, you can pull, this, isn't, this isn't me. Pull it up. We've lost all of our military tactical advantages to, and Russia and China, we, we could, Russia could be our ally right now. 
Instead, we just threw him into the hands of, of Xi Jinping. Why? Because you have the endless propagator of Russian lies. It's so funny you'll hear Hillary Clinton talk about Russia, Russia, Russia colluded in the 2016 election, right? Hillary Clinton sold 20% of the United States uranium supply to Uranium One, which was basically operated by Vladimir Putin. Yep. <laughs> and then claims that Russia is the, ex- the greatest existential threat to America. You have Hill- Bill Clinton being given $500,000 to speak in Moscow. <laughs> and then the number one existential threat in the world is Russia. So it's all just lies. Now, they, they want the, you have Lindsey Graham, Richard Blumenthal saying, if there's ever a nuclear explosion inside of Ukraine, we, it's a war against NATO. It is now an implied war against NATO. And then lo and behold, one week later, you, got Vlad, you have Voldemar Zelensky saying, you know what, Russia's going to blow up its own occupied, it's Ukraine, I mean, it's the Ukraine's uh, nuclear power plant, but it's been occupied for over a year, almost a year and a half by Russia. They're going to suddenly blow it up after a year and a half. Why would they do that? They're sitting there. Lo and behold, it's just all coincidence, right? The people think, like Lindsey Graham thinks, that we need to go march on Moscow now and win. Why? Because Lindsey Graham can't do one push-up. Lindsey Graham's never fired a weapon in his life. Lindsey Graham is happy to profit. Lindsey Graham's a multi, 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 multi-millionaire. How did he do it when he's, uh, my entire adult life, he's been a senator. Listen, senators make decent money, but it's between two and $300,000 a year. You can't be a multi, 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 multi-millionaire like he is. But he is happy to spend American blood for his own profit, his own personal profit, his own self-aggrandizement, and his own, per- and his own personal frame, fame, and so that he thinks he's accomplishing something in life. Finally, when do, what did we accomplish by occupying Iraq? Afghanistan, name it. Give me the accomplishment. I know that we had thousands upon thousands of American soldiers that are dead. Very blessed to have Will here because he could be dead. He was in war. Actually, a combat veteran. We have another, com- at least one other combat. We already have many combat veterans in this church. The church is about 1,000 people. But at least another friend, close friend of mine is a combat, a Gulf War combat veteran. Glad we have all of them back. Lindsey Graham doesn't care if they didn't come back. He wouldn't care if Will didn't come back. He wouldn't care if my friend Travis came back or not. He doesn't care. As long as he gets to waddle out his big, fat beer gut and act like he's saving the world. With him and Richard Blumenthal, if you listen, if you need to, you are the company that you keep. Bad company corrupts good morals. First Corinthians 15, 33. So if you think that we're going to win a war against Russia, I just, and I have many videos like this, I want you to tell me how we're going to win a war against Russia when this is the status of the United States Army. Play it for me. Hi, I'm Major Rachel Jones, and what pride means to me is celebrating that diversity is our strength as a nation and as an army. Pride means something very special to me as a LGBTQ individual, and it's a chance to show everyone what we have to offer in terms of the diverse skill sets that we bring and the diverse ways of thinking we bring into the team to make everything work better. How much has anybody, anybody want it? We can bet inside the studio tonight. We got four, five people in here total. We can all do a wager. <laughs> let's, let's figure out if Russia has one single soldier that looks like that. No. Let, let's all, we can all do a wager. Listen, I, I'm going to take no. You guys can all pick yes if you want. If you guys can actually, you no. can, I'll give you $1,000 if you find me one Russian soldier like that. They'd be arrested. <laughs> right. Or a or, or, or Chinese soldier. Oh, they'd that be looks dead. like this. Please, please find me one. 
How? <laughs> what's this guy going to leave this up for me now? Make it as big. That's good. How? What? What is this guy going to do for you? Explain to me what he's going. What is he going to charge an enemy bunker? Uh, is he going to win a bayonet fight with a Russian soldier or Chinese? I mean, what's what is this guy going to do? And why do they all pick the name Rachel? <laughs> so this is the status of the United States military. And Lindsey Graham wants a two-front war in Taiwan and Ukraine. This is the status of the United States military. Matt Gates called out Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley on the congressional floor and said, why are you having dra- trans drag kids shows on military bases bought and paid for by the DOD? Why is that? And you're going to go fight China? You're going to go fight Russia with this guy? <laughs> How does he pass? Isn't there routine physicals? Will, is there routine physicals in the military? Yep. How does he pass? How does this guy pass? And there's got to be some sort of push-up requirement. I mean, look at that gut on that guy. How does he pass anything? With his female penis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, good point, Aaron. Aaron's bringing up female penises again. Because in Will's branch of the military, in the, in the Marine Corps, they actually have a procedures manual that dictates to the female marine what female marine is there some other way to pronounce it no, some other right. way female marine. female marine how she's supposed to deal with <laughs> showering with a female with a female penis like rachel yeah like rachel here <laughs> rachel's female penis how is that female marine how she's supposed to societally and socially deal with showering with a female soldier who has a female penis that's in their policies and procedures manual in the Marine Corps, Will. Uh. <laughs> Will's groaning over here. How you want to fight a true front war with Rachel? And she, well, he, see, I got locked in. He's not the only one. They're recruiting. The Navy is recruiting people using their version of Dylan Mulvaney right now. That's the status <laughs> of the United States military. And we're going to charge you know, we're going we're gonna to do another uh, mass military landing in Normandy with Rachel? <laughs> How? We're going we're gonna to send in paratroopers with Rachel carrying his tampons? <laughs> Ooh, she drops a parachute down, dropping her tampons all over the ground. The soldiers are laughing at us. Do you see on the pregame where I showed you the video? of Saudi TV making fun of us, and Joe Biden says that he has uh, recreated respect, reestablished respect for the United States around the globe, and Saudi Arabia is making fun of him being lost and falling all over the ground and using a transgender man to impersonate Kamala Harris, (laughs) which, by the way, I have strong suspicions. She's the one who brought the cocaine to the White House. If you listen to the woman speak incoherently over and over again, Here's another thing. Back to Ukraine. Milk Bar TV video. There aren't, you have everybody on the left say, remember this, Aaron and I put this out, I don't know, probably two years ago now, something like that, a year or two ago. There's only two countries on the planet, two (laughs) countries on the planet that participate in the United Nations. The United States and the Ukraine that refuse to denounce Nazism. Yep. Us and them. 
the United States of America refused to denounce Nazism. And you have the United States press always, always pressing people on the right side of politics to denounce white supremacist terrorists. The leftists at the UN won't denounce Nazism. And then the Ukraine has the nerve to say that they have no Nazis in their ranks. Is that true? Play for me, Will. The Azov Battalion that is said to be Nazi-affiliated organization operating as a militia in your country. What should Americans know about that unit? So Azov was one of those many battalions. They are what they are. The presence of neo-Nazis in Ukraine is nothing to be concerned about, according to mainstream outlets in the U.S., despite reporting on it themselves just a few years ago. There are just forces inside Ukraine who just don't see the Russian-speaking population as equal. major force that represents this is, of course, the Azov Battalion. So revival of the um, Indo-European soul. And it's all happening here in Ukraine. They're openly neo-Nazi. Congress in 2018 banned any U.S. assistance to Azov. But all of a sudden, since the February invasion, it's like all that recent history is forgotten. So, uh, thank you for your heroism and for the record that you've shown. The Ukrainian Azov soldier was seen openly brandishing Nazi symbols. The fighter is also giving talks to middle school students across the U.S. The official symbol of Azov is a version of Volksangel. It was one of the symbols of one of uh, SS division during the World War II. On this huge fucking TV screen, <laughs> yeah, he had a fucking desktop photo of fucking Adolf Hitler. <laughs> stage, if the globalists want to win, they'll use anything and anyone to win. These are the guys I'm fighting with. These guys will fight and die for their country. That includes neo-Nazis. Do they use different imagery? Sure. They're no longer willing to say we will not send weaponry to Nazis. Down over two hundred million dollars. And uh, there's no time. This is no time to walk away from Ukraine. If there is a So that's the truth. That's where your money's going. Not exclusively to the Ossoff Battalion, but just so you know, your taxpayer dollars. The $200 billion that has been pledged to Ukraine, over $100 billion has already gone over there. Some of those billions, which is all gone, by the way, they're out of ammo. They're losing, listen, the kill ratio is 30 to 1. They're getting annihilated by the Russians. It's all propaganda, just like the vaccines, just like COVID, just like climate change, just like transgenderism. It's all part of the globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist agenda. It's all lies. Ukraine is part of that agenda to leverage you into a one-world commerce system, causing a nationwide, a region-wide food and fuel shortage so that they can come in and offer you their solutions, which is governmental control, controlling your life. That's what Ukraine is all about. It's a fraud. Perpetrated by two members of the World Economic Forum, Vladimir Putin and Volodymyr Zelensky. It's as simple as that. All right, taking a turn here, let's go to vaccines. Richard Herzman uh, tweet, and this just said, just so you know, this is, none of this is going away. Nobody's talking about it anymore. Not many people are talking about it. But people are dying from these every day. 
And not only dying of them, they're fine. People are living too. They're finding them and pulling them out. And some of them are several feet long. None of this is going away at all. Just so you know, everyone th- nobody's talking about it anymore. Nobody puts out the long list of deaths anymore. Fine. But understand excess deaths are double, double digits in every five eyes country, in every heavily vaxxed, heavily masked country. Excess deaths are through the roof. Post-vax, not pre-vax. Pre-vax, there was no excess deaths. Even with the COVID plague, the pandemic, nothing. We're being overrun in our emergency rooms. No, you're not. No, look at the pictures. No, you're not. All lies. It's like Ukraine lies. Climate change lies. COVID lies. All to usher you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point that they control. That's all that this is about. Right out of the book of Revelation, chapter 13 and 14. That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And then no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. That's what it's all about. If you think as a Christian that the book of Revelation is right-wing conspiracy theory, just go and become a Muslim then. Just renounce being a Christian. If you think think the book of Revelation is right-wing conspiracy theory and you can't see the skids being greased, where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without a QR code and mark of the beast, where you just had the World Health Organization put out their global health passport and now you have the UN, which owns the World Health Organization. World Health Organization is under the UN. Now you have the the UN putting out their finance global passport. All at the same time, you can't see it. If you can't see it, you're going to receive it. You better see it. Here is wisdom. Here's Revelation 13, 18. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. Know the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. His number is 666. That'd be 666. It's going to be a social credit system number. It's going to be a social credit score is what it's going to be. So here's Richard Hirschman. I never claimed to be a doctor or scientist. I am an embalmer. Now listen, you know where all the dead bodies go. They, listen, you can talk about doctors all you want, nurses all you want, love them all. Not them all, but I love doctors and nurses. But talk about them all you want. The dead bodies, and when you want to find out what's in the veins, well, when they're going to be embalmed, they have to clear out your veins. They basically fill up your entire body with embalming fluid. So all your veins have to be clear. These aren't clear veins. I've never claimed to be a doctor or scientist. I'm an embalmer. I have been only sounding an alarm about what I'm seeing. I can only say that this is not normal. I, in the 20 years prior to 2021, oh, what arrived on scene in 2021 that was never here before? (laughs) mRNA vaccinations for a 0.1% death rate virus. Why would you ever take a vaccine for a virus you have a 0.1% chance of dying of? And if you're 0 to 19, a 99.997% survival rate. Where the flu is 7 to 20 times more likely to kill you. Why would you ever take a vaccine? Why would you ever pump an mRNA vaccination, a gene therapeutic, into the butt cheeks of your 6-month-old child? Who's 7 to 20 times more likely to die of the flu. Why? Same thing, why are you giving them a hepatitis B vaccine as part of Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Anthony Fauci Foundation, I'm making that part up, NIH, NIAID, their recommendations, CDC recommendations for like 50 or 60 shots before your kid's five. 
It's all about control because if they can say, well, you've only got 40 vaccines in order for you to have access, remember, leverage you into a one world commerce system with a single access point. In order for you to have access to commerce, you've only got 40 vaccines. We need you to get to 50. We noticed that you have, you own four guns. Well, you're only allowed to own one gun and that gun is a BB gun. We noticed that you have never put out any pro-transgender propaganda. You know, that takes away from your social credit system. The number of a man, your social credit score, the number of a man. That's the point of all of this. How the Christian church didn't see it, I don't know. I don't know how why they so dutifully grabbed their ankles and some of them grabbed their butt cheeks and bent over. I don't know. This is the end result. For all those people, I don't understand why people get so mad about standing six feet apart and wearing masks. I don't understand. This is why, numb nuts. I can only say that this is not normal. In the 20 years prior to 2021, I never saw anything like this. I repeat, in his tw- since his 20 years of prior experience, so he started basically in 2000 embalming people. In the prior 20 years, which were all pre-mRNA vaccinated people, he never saw one of these. Never saw anything like this. Something is causing this. I see it now. Not only does he see it, but he sees it often. Put up the pic for me, Will. There it is. Just want you to see him up close. Listen, that's not normal to have calamari in your veins. They're not serving that at the local seafood restaurant. That's not normal. And by the way, these are fibrous. They're not even blood clots. They don't even qualify as blood clots. Where are you getting that information from, Tom? What are you, some, kind of, you some sort of doctor or, or pathologist? No, I just get it from pathologists and doctors. Ryan Cole, Peter McCullough. They don't qualify as blood clots because there's no iron in them. You wash those off. They're washed off. They are bleach white. Bleach white. There's no iron in them. And they form fit to your veins, which causes what, by the way? Blood clots, just a myriad of vaccine side effects. You have pulmonary embolisms, which is that. But no, the normal pulmonary embolism is a blood clot. There's blood. It's actually a blood clot. It's just a, a, a basically a scab that formed inside of your veins. That is not that. It's like an alien invasion, man. As well as all, basically, any, just so everybody knows, anybody dying of COVID right now, there's full, they're all fully vaxxed, statistically speaking. Everybody's fully vaxxed. It's dying of COVID. That's hospitalized with, hospitalized with COVID. They're all fully vaxxed now. This is it. And this is, this, so there's a myriad of death. And it's all going to be blamed on COVID, be blamed even on climate change. This had some e, uh, WEF acolyte come out and say climate change is causing inflation. <laughs> These people know their idiocy, their audacity, knows no bounds. They just believe everybody will believe them because they have a because they're they have World Economic Forum in, in a poster on a poster behind them. So go to the next one for me. Nashville Angela tweet. Christine Mullinson needed heart surgery after three booster shots. What was she thinking? She had two emergency surgeries and a blood transfusion. One of the clots, Aaron, I'm gonna need you, Will, I'm gonna need you, maybe hope, to translate this for me. One of the clots. From her heart was over. Is that six inches long? Yeah, six inches. Oh, six inches. Okay. Six inches long. Learning now, I regret getting the vaccine. Six inches long? Blood clots are are millimeters large. Yeah. Six inches long in your heart? 
Amazing to me. I, I don't know if it's in her heart. Yeah, one of the blood clots from her heart. Yes, yeah, from her six inches in your. I don't even know if your heart's just six inches long. It's just so you know, none of this is going away. This has nothing to do with COVID. None of this existed in 2020. None. And bomb, were bombers coming out in 2020 saying, hey, all these dead people, we're finding them with calamari in their veins? No. It all started in 2021. Just Let me just put out these stats regularly just so in case there's any of the unfo- uninformed that are watching. Primarily, of course, I'm speaking to the choir, preaching to the choir. There's this CDC statistics, which are all bold-faced lies, but CDC statistics, 300,000 Americans died in 2020 of COVID-19, and since then, a million have died. So pre-vaccine rollout, 300,000 people died. Post-vaccine rollout, a million people died. Most of which were fully vaccinated, just so you know. That's, that's and I, the one I always give you out of Australia. Twice as many people died of COVID-19, not all the other vaccine side effects, of COVID, and by the way, dying of COVID-19 means that you have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. You're unable to fight off the least virulent of all variants, Omicron, and now we're on Omicron 3, which was the excuse for the World Health Organization to issue their global vaccine passport. Twice as many people died of Omicron in in Australia, so twice as many people died in 2022 of COVID-19 than 2020 and 2021 combined. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Just odd, isn't it? It's very strange. And 100% (laughs) of their hospitalizations in Australia are amongst the fully vaccinated. That's a fact. All right, Illuminati bot video. Nothing says trust the science like trying to hide the data for 75 years. Play for me. Ireland has quoted a lot the 96% efficacy that was quoted by Pfizer. Do you think that was remotely accurate? Uh, Let's see. Pfizer did the study. Pfizer wrote the study. And then Pfizer said what they said. Nobody independently checked it. And then they wanted to hide their data for 75 years. That effective? Absolutely not. And they did what's called relative risk reduction instead of absolute risk reduction, which is what is required for an FDA application. So their absolute risk reduction, the true effectiveness is 0.86%, less than 1%. So it was never 95, 96% effective, never. It was less than 1% effective from the beginning. And that's from their own data that the United States government forced them to release. So they lied, they hit it. There were more people that died in their trials than in the placebo group. There were more people harmed in their trials than in the placebo group. Their efficacy was a complete lie. If something is not safe, it doesn't matter how effective it is. They knew from the very beginning it wasn't safe and it's absolutely not effective. And then when other variants came along, they didn't even do the appropriate studies. And please keep this in mind. Rochelle Walensky, Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, the various uh, surgeon generals, Ajit Jha, whatever his name is, they all knew this. They either knew it or should have known it. Did everybody hear what Ryan Cole said in that video? Remember, they were claiming that it was 95% effective at stopping COVID. No transmission, no infection, no hospitalization, no death, right? 95% effective. Now, of course, they backed off of that over time, and I could spend three hours talking about this. I mean, it's all these stats are popping into my mind right now. I'm trying to control myself and stick to this 0.86%. But they all knew it or should have known. Did they not read? If you're going to go out on, if you're Anthony Fauci or Rochelle Walensky, the head of the CDC, or the head of the NIAID, or the head head of the NIH, like Francis Collins, you're going to go out there and whore vaccines, and you're going to say they're safe and effective, 
and that they stopped transmission and infection, and that they're 95% effective, which they did for six plus months until the data until the data started to come out, where they had obvious breakthrough infections and deaths and hospitalizations. And by the way, they knew about breakthrough infections. They knew about breakthrough hospitalizations. They knew about breakthrough deaths. It's all in the data in the Pfizer freaking trial that they have publicly admitted to. It's in their emails. They all knew that it didn't work. It's in their emails. We are seeing breakthrough infections. And then they went out, they said, they see in the data that there's many breakthrough infections. Then they go out into the public and say, there are no breakthrough infections. They see that 28 out of 32 women, pregnant women miscarried, then go out and tell pregnant women it's safe and effective. They, they saw in the data that it was 0.86% effective. You know how long that effectiveness that stopped? It allegedly stopped. COVID-19, 0.86% of the time. And just so you know, this little caveat on there that Ryan Cole didn't, didn't say, but I'm going to say because I read the data, it's 0.86% effective for one week. Yeah. Just so you know, Aaron, I put it out there. It's not, I didn't put it out. Pfizer put it out after they were forced to in federal court. After the FDA sued on Pfizer's behalf to keep this data classified from you. 0.8% effective for one week, which means it was never effective for any day. Not for any period of time. And then they said that it stops transmission, infection, hospitalization, death. It did nothing but cause all of those things. An international holocaust is being covered up by the globalist Goebbels media. All right, I'm going to stop right there. Because <laughs> I, I can go on. I keep, break, I keep busting into two hours. I got to stop doing that to my staff. But anyway, I could stay here for three hours. Send me emails. You want me to go five days a week? <laughs> if you want me to go longer, send me email. I'm not email. Send me uh, what messages, messages, yeah. messages on social media, whatever. Send them on the Aaron video. sees them all. Yeah, Aaron will see him. Will will see him. My wife sees them. But um, send them to me. We're always thinking about making changes or whatever. 631 people are on right now. Appreciate each and every one of you. Love each and every one of you. Listen now, you gotta stay for the post game. And by the way, I didn't say this all show. If you're watching on any other platform but Rumble, <laughs> switch to Rumble. I don't make any money off of Rumble. I'm not profiting at all from Rumble, except for I made $126 from Rumble so far, which I donated to the church. That's all that it is. Switch there because they're the only free, free speech, what do you call it, Aaron, posting platform? Yeah, just video hosting platform. Vi video hosting platform. They're it. Yeah. They're it. Switch to Rumble now. Facebook is banning me. I can't friend you on Facebook. Facebook sends me messages about, we do not allow anybody to see your videos. That's what they send me. Yeah. They send me those notifications. Nobody can see your videos unless they actually go to your site. Switch over to Rumble now. Even I can download the app, and I can do nothing technological <laughs> at all. Even I, 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 most of the time, I make Aaron do it for me, but even I downloaded my own Rumble app. Even I can do it. So please do it. Switch over, Rumble. You'll never miss me. I'll never miss you. 631 people on. Everybody switch over to Rumble. Our goal is to get to 1,000 viewers on Rumble. That's our goal. We want to get there as quick as we possibly can. Love you all. Stick around for the post game. I have a ton of videos. A lot of them you've never seen. Switch back and forth from serious to non-serious. So watch. Stick around for it. Just a couple, maybe 90 seconds worth of Foundation Church stuff. And again, come to Foundation Church, watch Foundation Church. We preach the gospel here. Bible-thumping gospel. Watch us. Come involved. Most churches are terrible. Please just connect with us. Connect with the River Church in Tampa. Revival today in Pittsburgh. If you live in Canada, find Arthur Pulaski. 
But listen, love you all. Stick around for the post game. I'll see you Saturday night for a short show, 55 Minutes of Fury, also on the Christian Television Network. Have a great weekend. Until I see you Saturday night, God bless you. From everyone who has been given much, or Romans 8.32, everything, all things. Ephesians 1.3, everything, every spiritual gift is yours. What was this much that was given to you? It can be summarized in two words. Holy Ghost. Nobody's got the Holy Ghost but you. The unsaved do not have the Holy Ghost. You got it. Narrow is the way and few find it. We are supposed to be a remnant that the world is petrified of because of the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the much that was given to you.